Hey, he's the chief content strategist for the world's largest independent public relations firm, a man with a crystal ball view on the future of media, an oft-quoted thought leader, and I'm telling you, thought leader, and writer on media, technology, and digital culture. Named to PR Week's 40 Under 40 and the Forbes.com Web Celebrity 25, and that's a big list. I'm telling you, some great big names, and now... Name to be today's guest on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. I'm talking about Steve Rebell. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. Hey, so you're a chief content strategist. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I mean, seriously, right off the bat, well, let's I want to ask, uh, oh, yeah, let's go with the fluff. That was a fluff. By the way, that was the fluff question. That was the fluff question. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I'm but so, I, mean, I, I mean, I get it because I used to have strategies, part of the stuff I did at a Fortune 100 company, and I and I own strategy. But, but when you think about chief content strategist, what do you do all day? I, I go on podcasts. No, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> well, you have your own podcast, which I, I talked about in the intro. So, but. okay. So, what I, I, it's actually, it's a bit of a misnomer. So, let me kind of explain what I do. Um, so, I've been with Edelman, where I work, Edelman yep. Worldwide, for 10 years now. And my, which is like one of the world's largest public relations. We're the largest public relations. Are you the largest one? The largest one, yes. Six, okay, six by, by revenue or by people or by uh, account? Certainly by revenue and most likely by people as well. How about profitability? Uh, I don't know if our competitors necessarily disclose their profits because yeah. they're part of large holding companies. Right. So, but in uh, in our case, certainly in terms of revenue, in terms I, of I, I like revenue, but I really like profit. That's better. Oh, we're very, we're very yeah. profitable. I don't know if we're more profitable than the other firms because they actually uh, they're part of the Omnicoms and the WPPs. Yep. And they yeah, yeah, the big break out, They don't necessarily break them out that way. Right. But you guys are yeah, you're a true PR firm. I, I've oh, always yeah. respected you guys. You do some great work. You so really you, do. And so, and we're family owned. And independent, so that's yeah. unusual. Yeah, and so that allows us to do some different things. So my uh, my CEO Richard Edelman, mm-hmm. uh, son of our founder Dan Edelman, hired a group of us to kind of accelerate kind of new ideas and thinking about an important disruptive opportunity. So ten years ago, he went and hired about five of us to say, help us accelerate social media adoption and thinking in our company. That, and you know, when you're saying about 10, ten, ten years, years ago. ago, ten years ago, that now that's pretty far thinking, quite frankly. I mean, ten years ago was yeah, Twitter was maybe there. No, right? it wasn't. Yeah, two thousand six. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was so going to say Twitter wait. was. So this was before Twitter. Before and I think before. No, Facebook was two thousand five. I want to say so. Did you sign up for your first Twitter account all by yourself? As opposed to well, I got to tell you, calling up the no, I I, uh, I had a, a team. No, I had a team at Kodak. <laughs> I was at Kodak, and I had a team, and they they came in and started telling me about all this stuff, and I and so they I remember I remember that in fact the guy that's now running social media for Walmart, okay, Tom Hoyne, who's there, and uh, Jenny Sisney, who's uh, works okay, at, yeah, she yeah she's yeah, at, at Kodak, Kodak. Right, she's yep. still there, still okay. there, and then now um, oh gosh, um, Tina, I don't know where Tina's at, I don't know where Tina's at now. But I think she's at an ad agency. But they they came into my office and started telling me what this was, and they helped me sign up. So and, I'll I'll tell you that story, and then yeah. I'll tell you what I do. So okay. I, I, and the sign up story is so first of all, well I'll kind of back into all these things. So about ten years ago, yep. I kind of ran I think the very first kind of social media programs in PR. These were like blogger kind of like I got I found people who were enthusiastic about Vespa, and I had them write a blog for Vespa. Yeah, that's cool. And they were a client, and that was like the very first thing that anyone had ever done with social, in social media. So I was kind of known 
in at least in PR, um, in the PR communities as a as an early adopter. And about ten years ago, a group of us got to go meet Bill Gates. So mm-hmm. uh, it was that's kind of cool. Was, so myself and like Michael Arrington. Did you go up to Seattle? Up to Seattle, mm-hmm. and we sat with him for an hour just to kind of ask him questions. What, what was that like, by the way? I was. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience because like just to be with him and to kind of hear like how engaged he was in talking about the uh, about the topics and so forth. And, and Microsoft, I should mention, in all, in all disclosure, is one of your is clients. One of our clients. Well, so that's, so, that's good. Well, so, Bill, Bill's a nice guy. He, well, he was a great he, guy. He's a, he's a very gracious guy. He's also kind of a, a very uh, stickler for certain He things. was certainly sparring in, in a yeah. thoughtful way with people. So one of the people at that meeting was Evan Williams, who was founder of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I had known Ev... Uh, a little bit because I knew of different. He had started Blogger and sold it for millions of dollars. Why was Evan at the meeting? He, this he was a one of group of people of influencers they they brought in to meet Bill. Ah, okay. So Michael Arrington from TechCrunch was there, and I was. This is like 2006. Oh, that's that's. So a, this was a great oh, meeting. So yeah. we leave, we leave the meeting, and you know, so we're all inspired. We met with Bill for an hour, and then uh, Evan and I shared a cab to the airport, and I said so. And he just finished kind of doing this uh, blogger. He just finished doing this other thing called Odeo. And I said, what's next for you? And he says, I'm doing this thing called Twitter. Yeah. And I said, what's that? Yeah. And, so this, and so this is like January, maybe 2007. Yeah. And he pulls out his flip phone. No smartphones. Yeah, flip phone. Okay, and he T9. Was it a Mo- Motorola phone? Yeah, I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, it was, probably it was. was. A T9, and he T9'd a tweet. Mm-hmm. And he showed me how it works. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is how it works. You tweet from your phone. And I was like... He's like, I'll send you, I'll send you uh, where you can sign up. So he left. He said, goodbye. we get to SeaTac. I say goodbye. Nice to meet you. And I was like, I remember the plane ride home. I was like, who on who earth was going to do this? Who yeah. is going to do this? Yeah. So and why 140? Remember that? That yeah, was a big that, question that was, back I then. I got a blog. I, and at yeah. the time, I had a blog with like you know tens of thousands of readers. And I was like, wow. I was like, who on earth, who's going to do this? And I signed up. And I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. And I and I think I'm like. I signed up as early as you, but I was like I was like number seven hundred thousand to sign yeah. up, and and I and immediately I like signed up half my firm. I was like, you got to try this. How okay. did you describe it then? I mean, because uh-huh. I, I used to describe it as microblogging. That's probably uh, how I described it. That's I, like, a, I, my I job, use that term. So my job at Edelman at that time was to kind of help us understand what's new and next in social. Mm-hmm. And then about five years ago. I looked around and I said, we got a thousand people here at least who know social media really well. It's out of beta. And so my job now is to think about, so I said I gotta evolve my role, but yep. functionally I always kind of stayed in the same job. I don't have any direct reports. Who do you report to? I report to the executive committee of Edelman. So the entire committee? Yes, it's about 10 people. All right, so you go in and meet with them in the boardroom? I have, for, for I have meetings with them as individuals on a quarterly basis. Uh-huh. And my job, and the things they do are kind of- It's gotta be a real pain to even schedule a meeting with 10 people. Uh, like no, I work with them a lot. And Edelman's a pretty, even though it- oh, I go, No, oh, come you on, know, you gotta go to- the, oh, Yeah, you got, to, to schedule an appointment with 10 executives in any company is a pain in the ass. It's less formal than that. It's, it's really? more, yeah, I, there's a couple that I see on a regular basis, like our US CEO. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then Richard and I, it's that's more as needed. Richard mm-hmm. Edelman, CEO, is like as needed, and it's just, and it's a pretty even though it's a it's a large company with six thousand people, it's actually pretty flat, and people are very accessible. So my role is threefold. Uh, one is to it, well, a is to kind of focus on a big topic, and I'm freed up to be very outside in focused. Kind of what's going on outside that our firm and our clients need to know to be better communicated. So what? So when you think about that, what are what are things that you've missed outside? 
Have you missed? Oh, something? I missed a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. So uh, both. So I'll come back to one thing. So, okay. So the things I do basically. I'm gonna write that down because I don't. I will. I'll come back that. to. Oh yeah. Right. I'm, I'm the first to admit that I missed. Well, that. we all do. I mean, that's. I think that's where we learn a lot of stuff. So, right? so the things I do basically. So I don't have any direct reports. My role is to kind of be outside in. I have three areas of responsibility. One is kind of research, uh, something that I think with with their buy-in, that that is going to be uh, strategically important for the firm. So do you have a budget? Do you have a budget? I. Have I mean, a travel budget. Yeah, I mean, okay. so and obviously say, I should I, sit in Cancun and think. No, about no, this. I don't think I got to do. Okay, uh, so a third of what I do is kind of research and go meet smart people that are in the ecosystem and understand how something is changing in a topic area. I think is important for five years. That was social media. Then I kind of helped do that with native advertising and sponsored content. And now I'm really looking at kind of like this intersection between publishers and platforms. You said native advertising. Explain what that means for people. That is uh, basically the take. The media companies have moved to a model where they take uh, content from brands, they run it alongside editorial content, uh, but have it labeled as advertising. So things like, you, you, if you like that, you might also like this. That's one form, uh -huh. or uh, straight up advertorials. The New York Times, for example, now is creating content for brands that lives right next to the- Forbes editor. Magazine. That's, Forbes. Forbes is doing a lot. Forbes there. has been doing that. You get you sponsor blogs. I so mean. about three, four years ago, I recognized. I was one of the first people at Edelman to recognize. Can that I say gonna, Forbes on CBS? I don't I know guess if I can. So. I don't know. Yeah. I'm saying like, I have, I have Forbes, guests Forbes, in the media. Forbes, I, I have guests in the media yeah. community. On. Yeah. Um, so, 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 take a big topic, research it, I, help kind of escalate a, a point of view on it in the company. Do you do, you do a, like a white paper inside the I company? I do some white papers. I do a lot of kind of internal meetings and speaking, and, and I used to do a lot more white papers. Do you guys have an internal blog or an internal uh, uh, communication? We have channel? a lot. Of, we're a very heavy email-centric organization. Yeah, that's tough, well, you know what, PR? How come we haven't gone to something like we Jive do. We have, like... we have. We have absolutely a great intranet, but okay. you know what? It's a, PR people are very email-centric. Yeah. Because of the, that's just how we communicate with journalists, and it's just, I think it's kind of cultural. So anyway, so one part is research. Don't you think that'll go away? Not as long as, uh, not not as long as we're still kind of engaging with journalists. How many way. emails do you have in your inbox right now? I'm actually pretty good like that. I've probably got less than 20. See, I keep less than 10, but right now I have over 200, and it's driving me nuts. When I'm traveling, it can be like that. Yeah, well, and I just got through off a big, big thing on the road, So, and then they just they just piled up, and I got killed. So, so. so anyway, so one part research, yep. one part kind of advisory, both internal for executive management, but a huge part is clients. Um, I mean, I go out and see CMOs and, and chief communications officers and say, look, here's an important trend that I'm working on researching that you need to know about. So what's a, so speaking of trends, what's the biggest trend that you see the for business? The big thing is that's social. happening right now is that, I mean, this utter disruption that's happening in the content ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So 60% of all media consumption now, content consumption, is on mobile phones. Yeah, it's just massive. Two companies control the vast majority of distribution. Who's that? Google and Facebook. Yeah. And I'm, in, and I'm yeah. including YouTube, and I'm including uh, Instagram and WhatsApp. And what happened to Yahoo? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, there are, and then I have another group I have are what I'm calling syndicators. Yeah. Flipboard, Apple News, Yahoo. Is Flipboard still that big? They I mean, I, I, you're the department. first person I've heard Flipboard, although I, I used an example with a corporation the other day uh, who's building something, and I said, well, this is like Flipboard. But is it really? They have like, I forgot the number they give exactly, but I want to say they have somewhere between 30 to 50 million daily active unique users. Really? It's a huge number. There must be number. some diehards in there. But Apple's going to come in with yeah, Apple see, News. And that's yeah, see, I gave up on Footboard. Um, you know, I liked it. I really did, but I just kind of gave up on it. So those platforms now, those technology platforms are where people spend time. So mm -hmm. all the time, all the money, and all the value and all the power moved away from publishers 
and into platforms. Jeez, yeah, which is which has got to be very scary for a lot of those former publishers. And some of them are, are surfing headfirst into it. So what's that mean for a business? And we, you and I, we, we get it, we're talking, but I also want to put it back to the people sure. that listen to us sure. about what, what's that mean? So what it means is... Does uh, it mean anything for a dry cleaner? Does it mean anything for a small business? And what's it mean for a larger business? Well, it means for, yeah, for a smaller business, absolutely. Yeah. And I think they're the first to recognize it, that they're they're probably no longer spending money with, uh, with you know, they're not doing classified ads. Right, or yellow pages. Or newspaper yeah. ads anymore. And yeah. All their money went to Google and Facebook long ago. Yeah. Okay, and, that, and, that, and Google first and Facebook second. Right. Not true, though, for large brands. So they're buying either search engine optimization of, or AdWords, right, mm-hmm. and positioning on the web pages, right, or in the mobile, because that's where it's going. Yep. Although most of them haven't switched that way on the small business side yet. And Yelp is another one, also another yeah. pla- another technology platform. Okay, and then and then and then the other side, they're just buying posted uh, post, right? Sponsored, sponsored post, right? So they did that. A I, sp- t- I I'm a small business. I have a small business, and I and I'm I spend money every day. And that's that. something you used to. But larger companies are still spending millions of dollars on TV. Yep. And they're also still spending millions of dollars with the New York Times and the CNNs. And I'm not saying that that's not but, still valuable. But, Where's people still buying? I, I read the New York Times today. But how do you? But how are you reading it? Are you reading it by going directly to today? That? I read I because I took the tra- I took the train, I took Amtrak from Washington D.C. to New York. I read it in the old-fashioned paper because it was fun. But most people now are discovering it through Facebook or Twitter. Well, I have a, I have the New York Times subscription on my iPad, so I also read my iPad. But you're rare. Yeah, probably. When I go and I speak and I and I into marketers and I say, "How many people in this room are paying for news?" Two hands go up. See, I have I I got to get the New York Post every day. I got to get the Times every day. I got to get the. A USA lot of people today. are content with getting that through Facebook. Yeah. If the news is important, they'll find me. A lot of people are, are in that mindset. So, yeah, what but that a does, lot of people are very uneducated. Well, too, so. that's another story. But but for us, that upends, um, which. Which reporters we should be working with? Uh, that upends. It means there aren't reporters you work with. Anymore. Well, in some cases, we go direct. But it's it, so changed. But all those roads go through those. You know, that's like tw- that's like every car in New York City trying to get on the road and go through the Lincoln Tunnel at once. Well, give me, and I'll ask you a question directly about Edelman. Is your business now becoming more social media? Than Absolutely. PR? Yeah. yeah. Oh, was it more than PR? More, no, I would say it's a. Well, first of all, well, it's more about. Is it? I was going to. We're evolving what PR is. Also. Well, exactly. I was okay. just going to get into that. It's really about content. It's really about building the content. Side. It always was. I mean, in, in Dan Edelman's day, Dan, you know, Dan, Dan was our founder, and mm-hmm. he founded the firm in 1952. I mean, his, if you go and look at the programs he did, a lot of what he did was content-centric. Yeah. It was a different kind of content, but it was just smart, clever ideas that were packaged in a story. That hasn't changed. And our work now is, is really looking at how we help clients evolve their business, kind of, you know, what is their their position, their um, the the just their kind of philosophy, promote what they're doing, and then protect. Those are kinds of the three areas we do, and we do that. We're channel agnostic in that sense, and right. sometimes it's heavy up on media relations. Sometimes it's heavy up on social media. Sometimes it's, it is these content relationships that we do with uh, media companies, but we look at it in a very blended way. And so, my job is to th- think about that fifty thousand foot view, and to say, look, this is what the landscape looks like, and then the teams then take that and actually. All right. Well, taking a leap, I gotta I gotta get in and talk about my sponsors because they're the ones that pay my bills. And you, you know, you're working for a company, but I, I this is how I make money. So, 
and 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 so social media runs <laughs> yep. on coffee. PR runs on coffee. America runs on <laughs> Dunkin' Coffee and all of its fifteen thousand ways to enjoy. Dunkin' is a big supporter of all business with Jeffrey Hazlett. So we run on Dunkin'. In fact, I'm re- I'm drinking it right now. So are you a coffee drinker? I am. But do you, you, you drink Dunkin'? You can tell the truth. I know. I know. I, know, I yeah, absolutely. I can't tell the handle truth. the pressure, Jeff. Yeah, this is too hard. It's, I know. I know you don't drink it. But you, you know, <laughs> I can't you, you drink. It. You drink four bucks or whatever. That no, well, I well, <laughs> the Starbucks Coffee Company is a is it's a, a client. is a twenty year client of Edelman's. I oh, believe. good for you. That's, which is and awesome. I, and I'm There's out room. there. And I'm out there all the time. Although the Duncan folks would, uh, I I did a, a story on Duncan when I was at a television show in Bloomberg, and it. And they had a bumper sticker, don't let friends drink Starbucks. That's But but that's just a joke. But, but I'm going to be neutral. There's I'm lots gonna, of yeah, No, no uh, come yeah. on. There's lots of room for I, lots Actually, of I'm a loyal Starbucks. You know, the first time I went to Starbucks. What's your as, favorite kind of coffee? I'm just straight up iced coffee. Do you really? Yeah. You like iced. Yeah, you know, iced. You know, well, except in, you you know, know, I, I'm in never, January. I just started drinking coffee about a year ago. And and I and I drink it all the time now. And I gave up all the soda and I gave up five-hour energy drinks. I used to drink those like eight of, eight of a day. And uh, I know they went into depression when I gave it up. <laughs> but you know. So anyway, all right. So what's financial the, depression or or, or, or financial? Or, yeah, or financial. psychological depression. Yeah, but, well, probably both. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is the biggest mistake that companies make or business leaders make around social media? Oh, uh, I would say it's uh, it's not thinking about the audience first. Yeah. It's a it's it's thinking about what you want to tell versus kind of what people want to hear. Treating it more as a channel. Treating it as a channel, treating it as a broadcast and, and treating it as It's okay to treat it as a channel for delivery, but it's around the audience and how you'd have to deliver well, it. Everything them, right? in content is around the audience. Yeah. If you're not thinking about the audience and you just you know that's like if, if you and I met and I say and, and say, Hi, I'm Steve Rebell, I'm gonna tell you my life story. Yeah. Y- right. You know, you'd be bored I trust me you'd No, be, I would like you'd to be bored in about no. five minutes. Where, but, where was the first time we met? I think we met at a. I think the first time we met was at a Forbes conference. Was it the right? Forbes Where conference? I sat on a panel with yeah, you. Yeah, that panel. Or you were moderating the panel. I was moderating that yeah, panel. That I, was yeah. a fun panel. That was. I yeah. Vaguely, I don't know. They, yeah, they had me down. They had me there for a couple different things. They invited me for a while. I must have made Steve mad or something. Like <laughs> I had him on the show. I had him on the show. What What are some? Uh, and that was a, that was a really good panel, by the way. We got. A, I remember I'm a lot of who else was in that panel. We I we had some luxury good person. Yes. And we had somebody from oh oh we had um, Mark uh, Mark from um, Harley Davidson oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and that was that was good right. that was good and yeah. we had to and what's that Richard Yerman. That's it. We had somebody from was, Richard Yearman. See, you're, you're way better what, than me. That, I, I can't, we're I, talking I, about that's like seven I years, or seven or eight years. It was ago. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. Hey, that's uh, my mind's sharp. It's, Boy, is that good? Well, it's I can't, a, it's I espressos. Can't, I can't. Espresso. I can't remember yesterday. Yeah, you, you should drink more <laughs> of those. Hey, how about what? So, speaking of things we miss, what's what's oh, yeah, right. what's, okay. some, what's something you blew? You just said, man. Oh, did well, I there miss were this different levels of blowing. Yeah, right. So, okay. So, all right, that's a different show. So, no, well, yeah, that didn't come out the way. Yeah, we're going to edit that in post. Yeah. Um, no, we won't. We don't do that. <laughs> Seth is over there shaking his head. Seth's our head engineer. Okay. He's okay. going like, uh-uh, okay. no that's, way, baby. That's not something that's going to get tweeted. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. uh, I'm so, buying AdWords on that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. Um, so one thing was, a couple things. Uh, there are folks who've been around the marketing community who joke in a good way that um, that that if you, and it's probably still on Google, if you Google Steve Rebell in the world is dead. Um, because what I would do is, 
I would say, oh, Twitter is dead. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, oh, really? I oh, didn't know that. Yeah, oh, yeah, That'd be yeah, fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're probably written. I probably, have some of those, too. Yeah, and, and also, but then at the, same, at the same time, early on in my kind of, when I started doing this for Edelman, about 10 years ago, they were like technologies that I thought were going to be so huge that I thought were going to be the next big thing that I evangelized them like crazy online, and then they went nowhere. Yeah. Um, Second Life was a perfect example. Oh, Second Life. We Come built, on, Second Life is a place where people went to, to be online who had no life. We That's built, what I used to say. We built an island in Second Oh, Life did you in, really? In 2006. Oh, gosh. <laughs> for those that are listening, I got to tell you what this is. This was a virtual place where people would go. They would have uh, fake lives in, in fake buildings, uh, and it was just, I never well, it got it. was Oculus Rift. It was, it was a little bit like gaming, okay? Right. It was like early Oculus Rift. Oculus Rift is now going to really do that. Though. Yeah. I, you know, or or what Sim City or something like that. It was right. a little bit like all, all those things. It was it clunky was, too. It was clunky, and I remember a hotel they had. They had fake Starwoods had fake hotels. A loft. They that, built yeah. in a loft hotel. In oh yeah. yeah, and you would go and you would have meet up with people in the lobby and have fake sex. It was just, it was <laughs> the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. And 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 by the way, nobody looked like their avatar. That's I remember right. this yeah. one woman who worked there at one point. I don't. Even, I, I should. I got to be careful, but she. She. Uh, I saw her little picture, and she did not look the same. So okay. two thousand two six, two thousand seven. I was like saying that was going to be like it. Did you have a little avatar? I don't even remember. I, 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 did. Used, I, I, yeah, I did. I did. Sure I did because I'm a believer that as a marketer, that my my role is to immerse myself in those experiences to see what they are and see if they're going to so be. So that is my is role too. Do, right? But at the same time, I become a lot more nuanced about it now. I yeah. mean, like, I, like am I on Snapchat? No, but. I will read everything I need to know about yeah, it. I'm not on Snapchat. To talk but intelligently I, but I about it, especially how the media community is working with Snapchat. Yeah, because you want to know those things. I have to know the, the high-level trends, and I've learned to kind of stay in the 50,000 for view and not make these predictions. Are you doing Are you doing uh, a Periscope? No, because no. I don't think that my life... It. Are you? Yeah, How I are you using it? it? Uh, you know, I've just tried it over the last week or so. But you're meeting really interesting people. I don't know if Well, but, but I'm also... I liked... Look, I've got a fan base that, that which is you know, a little bit the celebrity side of it. But I, but I have a fan base who likes to see things that they normally can't see. I have a lot of blue-collar people. I have a lot of just regular Joes, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I, which I love because that's who I am. I'm very much like that. I wear jeans. I, I don't, I don't uh, get dressed up too much. And, and uh, I like to show people what it's like backstage. See, I I mean, I'm on Instagram. I don't necessarily do Instagram either because I always feel like. Yeah, I don't do much. It's just, a, you know. I don't but, have time to do Well, I, 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 I just don't. Yeah. There's people I, that I think it's, it's great if you like to do it, but it doesn't mean you I have to You got to know do. what you're good at. Like, yeah. I know I'm good at, like, curating a lot of links and putting them out for people that are not going to find those links easily. Yeah. And I know that, like, that, like, helps me with Twitter. And then when I run on LinkedIn, I know it's, like, kind of hopefully packaging up an idea and making it accessible. And, and so you blew it on that. What else did you blow it on? Because <laughs> we all do that. Well, being on the Jeffrey Hazlett podcast. No, <laughs> that's not. No, it, it, that's a career enhancement right there. Yeah. What else? But, but it's tougher to be on a show like this in your role, right? Because I mean, you have your own podcast, yeah. which I've been a guest of, and I appreciate yeah. it, and I really like we it. We appreciate having you. Yeah, it was a chance to to just really get down and talk about social media and the passions and things. Is, is it tough for you sometimes to be being in I the corporate to, world? Yeah, well, like look, that? I can't... Look, I mean, look, Edelman's got clients, I mean, thou- hundreds if not thousands of clients. And yeah. I don't know who they all are. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I know the big ones, and I know a lot, you know, I know the medium, I know a lot. Do you ever of tweet out about bad... I was having this discussion with a bunch of speakers over the weekend. Do you ever tweet badly about product? No. I don't either. I, I you know, can't, because... I, cause look, would you, would you, would you just say, hey, look, they suck so bad that nobody should go to them because they... Sure, if I, I want to get rid of my job. I mean, because... No, but would you do that in real life? I mean, would you, would you... No, because I don't think that's, I don't think that I'm, I don't, 
I think I'm not predisposition that way. Yeah, but, I, mean, I But I also would like probably evangelize things that I do like. And so the the challenge there is that Edelman's got you know, and this is I've learned this is that they they have hundreds of, if not thousands of clients. There are companies that could that compete with those companies. Yeah. There are companies that one day could become our clients, and so I have to stay interesting. Without going over the line. So is that is that what a, an executive should do in a company? No, I don't necessarily. I think it depends. I think you have to know what your stakeholders are and what their world. Well, is. but that's not your role, is it? I mean, as a content strategist, it's not that's to be a it's pundit. Not, my it's, my it's, role is to is to. I mean, I can certainly can say, look, I think the media can. You're to be a brainiac. I mean, that's really what you're there to do. But right? I'm but I'm freed up. I think I first of all, Edelman's full of brainiacs. Number two is, um, and I don't. Saying that that's no, not now you're it's sucking true. up. No, it's no. truth. No, there, it really it's is. True. I wouldn't be smart. there otherwise. Trust. No, yeah. I it, uh, look. Yeah. I tell you, if I thought you guys were yeah. stupid, but no, I don't there's think a million that. People, very smart people. But I'm freed up to be smarter than they are about a topic because I'm. I have the time. I am freed up to go. Like today, I met with the head of brand at Pinterest. Okay. Okay. And so I'm there meeting the platforms. Cool, the public. cool brand. Absolutely. That, that and, and going to be around. And my questions are: How are people? Discovered? You're gonna you're not gonna predict that's dead, are you? No, I'm no, not gonna that, predict that. That's, that's dead. around for a long time because my wife uses it all. And the time. I also There's think no they're underestimated. I you know I do too. It it's become uh, it's become real ingrained in a lot of households. It's um, a hugely important platform, yeah. and 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 when I talk to the media community where I spend a lot of my time. They get a huge share of their traffic from Pinterest. Huge. So, what do you think are the so so so? I, we got this brain here in front of me, and uh, I'm thinking now. I'm thinking Star Troopers, the movie. You know that? Remember that? Did you ever I, see that? I, I remember the movie. I didn't see. Oh it. yes, they had a big bug, the bug that would brain bug. Then it would go around <laughs> and it would suck the brains out of all the troopers. I remember and, reading a book when I was a kid called The Great Brain. I don't remember who wrote okay. it. Okay. Well, so, so all right. Here I got, I got. Right now, I have the Great Brain. Oh right my here. goodness. No. Uh, yeah, Steve Rebell, right here in front of me. What do you? What do you? What would you tell businesses to? look for in social media right now what, what's the next big thing well i mean i think that social media went from being this like this channel and this discipline yeah. it went from being i'm like, almost laughing because you know it used to be like oh, everybody thought it was something you took pictures and sent around about well it used food. to be like okay we'll get the intern to do it yeah okay oh yeah that's right. true okay oh, that worked remember what was yeah. that one company that worked? a lot of people that did that no right. but where they fired him the intern was the only one that did it and then she st she started like tweeting out i feel about like there's been dozens of examples yeah. like uh, that so i mean it so, probably has Right. So it went from being, okay, that, the intern will do it, to, oh, no, it's part of our marketing strategy, to, like, no, we really got to be doing it actively, to, like, oh, my God, we have to pay now. And and then it became, like, what Charlene Lee, who's a... Sure, uh, I know Charlene. Uh, Charlene, Charlene Lee said years ago, it's it's like air. Yeah. It is truly now how people discover information, is how they discover products to buy, and you can't just look at it as in a, in a vacuum. So what's happening is it went from being a discipline that a group of people did within a company to many years ago being kind of integrated with customer service and certainly in, 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 in industries like airline industries and you know things like that and automotive yep. um, electronics to becoming part of the hiring process and recruiting process to so it became this like this layer that sits on top of everything and, and now in terms of content discovery now, overwhelmingly it's how people discover information. Right. Google's the other. Right. So 
I think it's it's going to be part of, and I've been saying this for years. It's going to be part of everyone's job in some fashion. So, do you think it's going to be a pay to play then on that side of it? Because you just mentioned Google. It, it, Google's clearly pay to play in order to get noticed. Is well, it, no, because there's SEO traffic. Yeah, but but and that's, that's dwindled over the yeah, years. Yeah, but they'll change the algorithm. I, I mean, Facebook just changed theirs again. Because I was talking to some developer, and he, he said, "Look, they just did it again." But the publishers, meaning the media companies, the entertainment companies, are getting an easy pass link. Why? Because so they got the content? All the brands, the, 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 what's happening with the brands is they're saying, okay, it used to be free. You could drive over the bridge for free and you know, and mm -hmm. great, and, and hang a flag on, on the bridge. Everyone will see it. And then the toll went up every year yep. for brands. Now it's, it's going to be very expensive. But if you're a publisher, if you're a New York Times, if you're a CBS, if you're a, an NPR, if you're a Huffington Post, if you are CAA, you have an easy pass lane because what they the platforms all have now are people who serve those communities. You know, Facebook has people that, that if you sure. to work with the entertainment community. Yeah, they, they work, work with Carolyn Everson's got them they organized work with by the shows, verticals. Right. right. And they're helping them leverage the platform for but, storytelling. But don't you do you, you don't think, need to use paid. But do the brands have an inherent uh, advantage? Because let's take like Walmart. Walmart's got like twenty four million people. I, I think that's the number right of Facebook fans. Do they have a do they have bigger pull because of that? A vast majority of those fans don't see any of their content. I mean, the, the organic reach for Facebook content has gone down dramatically. Yeah. So I would say increasingly it is a paid game. Yeah. But uh, what I'm looking at is which publishers are doing well in getting their content shared on social media. It's not it, there are has and have nots there. Um, and one of the guests we had on, on my podcast was from Newswhip, and they study this with data. And so we look at that data and we say, what are what are the kinds of stories that are getting shared, and how do we make sure that we arm the media companies and editors with stories that they want to tell that also include our brands as payload? Mm -hmm. So and that doesn't mean we don't do the paid, but I'm just looking at it holistically. I'm looking at like at how at 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 that layer that sits across all information now. So you've got to work a lot with different executives. You, you just mentioned Newswhip. Uh, well, they're a startup in that yeah, case, yeah. But they are startup. That, that, uh, that was going to be my point. you got to, you got to deal with, with gentlemen and ladies at that level that are startup and begging for money. I'm not saying they, they are, but you, you know what I mean. They're, they're mm -hmm. in the startup stage of friends and family, angel investors. And then, then you get companies that are big companies, like you just mentioned Starbucks or another yep. company. And I go see CMOs and And, 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 and big ones. Yep. And then you got to go see your own C-suite. Absolutely. So what advice do you have for someone trying to reach those people and have those kinds of conversations? Oh, boy. Um, you know, one of the greatest things that helped me, I mean, I'm in this role because I started creating content about, uh, about mm, 12, 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. So the way I got into this role was, you know, 10 years ago, I was sitting in a small firm with 30 people. And I started notice. I started reading blogs. What company was that? It was called Cooper Katz. It was a thirty-person PR okay. firm, still around. Great, yeah, doing, yeah. to do a lot of great business. Um, and I said, "Gee, I started noticing that I was reading blogs." And I said, "I got to be part of this. I got to start to create content." And when I started creating content, at the time, I started getting noticed. Yeah. And then as I got noticed, I don't mean like crazy noticed. I mean like a little bit noticed. I began to inf interview people on my blog, and it became a networking tool. So I would say, it's to Create content that is going to allow you to network. There's a great article on Fast Company, I think actually played that it, tweeted it, that's how I saw it, about how podcasting is now the new business card. 
It's a it's becoming where everyone's got a podcast and but some you way. can get great guests that way. And maybe you start small, but yeah, which I think you got to get beyond the great guests. I think you have to tell great stories. I think you have to be engaging. I think you have to be a little Absolutely. bit controversial. Yes, you know, or you know, you got to move the edge. So my advice, and I, I well, you're emails. talking about that on the content side. I, I'm talking about more practical. You've got to go and present to Steve Edelman. All right, the CEO, Steve. Uh, Richard. No, oh, Richard. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh, boo that. Yeah. So there goes my sponsor. <laughs> so I uh, go. You got to go talk to Richard. Yep. Okay. And and you're sitting down with Richard. What have you done to prepare? Oh, uh, that's the kind of thing. I mean, what, uh, you know. Well, uh, what okay, advice you, do you but have? But you're talking about somebody I've been working with for ten years. Okay, but pretend he's so. not. Pretend you're going to go see the CEO. Oh, of all the time. Else. I see. Yeah. Well, Bill Gates. What'd you do to oh, prepare well, that was for more, Bill Gates? That was a unique form. But there's lots of times where I go in and see CEOs and see and CMOs. I've never met them. Yep. Okay. And so what do I what do I do to prepare? Yeah, I, I think it's one a great is, learning experience. Absolutely. Number one is I am a voracious reader. Yep. So I go and read everything I can that's of, of relevance for that meeting. Two is. I'm very fortunate that usually I'm introduced through somebody in, in our company. So another influencer. Or just somebody you. in the company. So like, for example, if I'm going to go see the- it's not, a, it's not a cold introduction, it's a warm introduction. Right. Let's say I'm going to go see the, the CMO of Unilever. Mm-hmm. We have people whose job- Mark? It, Who's well, that? this is, uh, that's um, Keith Whedon or, mm-hmm. or people under him in this okay. case, okay? Babs or somebody. Oh, Babs. I know, yeah. sure. I know Babs many years. See, this so. is small, most people don't know this is a small world, isn't it? It is a small world. It, well, it, but, it, but you were right, right. Okay. But no, but as big as it is, it's still a pretty small world. So I would say, what are hot button topics for the mm-hmm. company and what are they thinking about? What are they worried about? Okay. And so I think you have to put yourself in, as best you can in their shoes. Because yep. if you come in and you say, here's what I want to talk about. I know what I have to talk about. I know the things that I'm experts in and what I'm trained to think about, but that's useless unless I go in and put that into the context of the people in their yeah, world. How many times do you find – how about when people come and see you? Do you find they always do their homework? No. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. it it's, 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 it's almost scary sometimes. Yeah, I, oh, I try to over-prepare. And, and I, I do, it, too. Well, that's what makes you good, and that's why you got the job you got, because it's a great job. I mean, it's I remember, a, it is a great job. I remember I, made, I named the very first chief blogger ever, which was Jenny Sisney. And I remember people used to, they, they thought it was a PR uh, trick. And I said, no, this is going to be a real job, and now there's lots and of cheap blogs. And, and she's Kodak's still there. And she's still gone through so many changes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's the one person that stayed, <laughs> and she should have been the CEO. Hey, well, I'm going to take a break uh, for a second and talk about um, Liberty Tax. Great to have good folks from Liberty Tax on board, all business. Uh, Liberty, it's a great seasonal franchise opportunity, and the folks at Liberty will go all out to get you started. So if you're looking to start a new business, a new career, you want to do something, think about Liberty Tax. I love them. And you know what? they got some cool people out waving signs in the front of the business, you know, with the Liberty uh, statue, which is cool. And I just, I walked by one of them the other day and scored a T-shirt. They don't, awesome. they don't do anything with the Liberty Bell. They don't do anything with it. They should. Maybe they should fix it. You know, <laughs> they found a they found a crack and it's a lot of money going out that bell. There we go. Hey, all right, it's time for rapid fire. Oh no. Okay, okay. this is it. This is oh, the boy. thing that most people are scared of when they come on my show. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions that unrelated, but in this case we have a social media theme. So I'm just going to. There's no wrong or right answers. Oh, okay. So that's so, that yeah, good. but okay. but it is uh, you know it's fun. All right, meerkat or periscope, which which is better? Per- well, I don't know from a technology standpoint, but I would say Periscope because they're built into Twitter, and I think it's going to give them huge advantages. Yeah, I think it's going to be huge. It's just part of Twitter. So. I do you think I think it's going to be really big. 
I don't. I don't know about the the voyeurism of it and how. See, you 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 just want to say everything's dead. No, I, yeah, I think I, it's I, inherent in who I you are. Be I, 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 I want to be critical. I want yeah. to see both sides. Okay, well, I'm okay with both sides, but I but still that's think. That's about, but I'm I, watching people like this weekend where I was at the National Speaker Association. Now, of course, those are all very egotistical people, but they were jumping on it. People were getting. And I, oh yes, yeah, yeah. but I'm I'm I am not a big video watcher, so I could be totally handicapped there. Okay. How many? Well, it's not it's not so accessible either. It's a lot of bandwidth issues, things like that. But it, actually, it's pretty good. It, I was surprised at how easy it well, was. Well, Twitter to use. Twitter knows how to scale. Yeah, they, they learned how to scale. They and they 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 took some things. They really changed it. When, oh, from no the more, fir- you first never see a farewell anymore, ever. Yeah. How about how many hours a day are you on social media? Uh I would say probably. Um, Oh boy, that's hard because it's like it's like a it's like a million. Slices. This is called rapid fire. You're supposed to answer quickly. <laughs> three. Okay, three. All right. And there, there, how much is personal? How much is business? It's it's all blurred. So what my the way I do it is I you have should to, be man. You're you're hired to tell. You should be saying 100. percent. Jeez, let me give you some advice here. This is yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so I have Twitter lists yeah. that I go in every oh, day and I, and I clear those lists out. Yeah. I always make sure I get to the end of that list. Oh, see, I'm not good at that. I need. Are you, are you talking about in terms of seeing what everybody? I have. I have lists. Oh, oh, I, not in the main feed, but I have lists. Like I have a list. Yeah, I, yeah. I have some public lists and some private lists, and I go through those lists. Your stream of, of searches. Is that what you're saying? No, I mean like I've like I've put together a Twitter list of like you know 50 media brands that I follow. Oh, okay. And I go through that list from from the first tweet to the last tweet every day, and anything that's interesting, I save in a great service I use called Pocket. Oh, Pocket. Okay, I'm going to check that Pocket out. Pocket or another one's called Instapaper. Love those two. Pocket and Instapaper. I'll write that down. I'm gonna... What's the dumbest tweet ever? <laughs> so, for, from me or from, well, or from, or from uh, a, a civilian? Ooh, both. Both. <laughs> I like them both. So, I'll tell you a story because I'm happy to admit where I went wrong. Um, About, oh, let me think. This isn't about, this has got to be about 10 years ago, right? When Twitter yep. first started. Uh, and people at that time were t- literally tweeting kind of like what they uh, Yeah. What they did, yeah, at Brussels sprouts I, or right. whatever. So, what but, I, but I think that's okay because that's what I do. I, for the most part, tweet what I'm doing. That because you know what I look at, I look at it like I'm my communications with my family. I happen to have a bigger family now, could I have lots of fans, but I really write it as though I'm talking. Yeah, you're, about, you're, I'm more just tweeting links. I'm, yeah. I'm using it to share links, and so which is cool. So about you know, so one morning I woke up and I said kind of what my media habits were, and in the process, I, uh, I, I said that I get a free subscription to a certain magazine they won't name mm-hmm. and that I uh, that the issue comes and I throw it away and it's a, it's a print copy it was a print copy and what's the, in it it was a it was a computer magazine oh okay uh, like Macintosh it was, no, it was like, well, PC like, they're still around so I don't want to <laughs> so, so here's a funny story so here's what happened so so the truth is, I, I read it. I read it online, but I just stopped reading the. But I, in Twitter, did I, you say the name of the magazine? Yeah. Oh. Okay. And so I didn't say I read it online. I just said and I throw it away. Uh, so Twitter was new then, and the editor of this magazine, uh, great guy, and uh, he took issue uh, with the fact that I dissed his his publication online and I worked mm-hmm. for Edelman. Yeah. And high profile, in his view. So he uh, he wrote an op-ed uh, blasting us. And and threatening to uh, to not take any more PR pitches. This is not a rapid fire answer, by the way. Oh. Uh, no, but I, but, no, but I like it because it's a lesson. It's oh yeah, a lesson. it's a great lesson. Yeah, and he says I'm not taking any more PR pitches or any communication from Edelman. Mm-hmm. And so we had like, you know, technologies a quarter or third of our business. Oh yeah. And yet all those people were like, 
were met. How many people came in from Edelman to talk to you? About? Well, uh, uh, yeah. all that had to happen was, you know, I got a call from our top two executives, and yeah. one of whom is since retired, and, and Richard. And I was terrified. I was only on the job for a year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I really screwed up. I Are you really kidding? I got, in the, I got called in the CEO's office the first three days I was in the office. Mm. At, at a Forger one company. Go ahead. So, and it was, you know, it was a good lesson. And Richard said to me, you know what you did? I'm like, yes. And he's like, you know, it was, why I was wrong? I was like, yes. And he's like, look, I'm paying you to ski downhill. You're going to make mistakes and you're going to fall. Get back up. Awesome. That's what a leader does. No one died. No one died. I mean, he made it clear what I, no, what I, I, what you, I did No, you wrong. did it right. But at the same time- and I didn't get out of bed for two days. So let me ask you a question. Yeah, I, no, I, get, I hear you that. You, you didn't get, a, get out of the doghouse for a little this bit. This is 2007, too. So it was That was very yeah, early on. Yeah. And, and by the way, everybody was like freaking out back then. When yeah, that's you right. Said, they that's really right. were at the yeah. time. Because you didn't know- After Anthony, after Anthony Weiner, everything was, you know- Yeah, yeah, yeah all hands off. Everybody so, was like, okay. All hands off. So <laughs> well, um, well, anyway, I want to ask you the next, next question. What's your favorite app? Um. Boy, I uh, I really like Flipboard a lot. And you do? All I right. really do because it curates the, the content in a very elegant feed. I also like Pocket a lot because it's a, 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 a Pocket for me is like my 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 safe place. I go there when I want to read. Is that the stuff in, that you put I in your saved pocket? I have every day. Yeah. It's everything I've said. All day long, I'm finding links that I want to read. And I save them in Pocket to read later. Oh, that's cool. And is that what it is? Could I? Could that's I what it does. I email those things to myself. No, Pocket or Instapaper. Both those. They're both great. Is that switch. what? It, that, that's what both. Yes, of them and, and I'm also okay. a fan of a, comp- a company uh, called Evernote. Yeah, um, Evernote. That allows yeah, me to store that do. stuff more for archives. I used Evernote early, and I just didn't. It didn't. I mean, I, I like them. I, I get what they do. The more you put in it, the more you get out of it. It's yeah, weird. It's I weird. just I haven't adopted that. So is that Evernote like right on your front screen? Yes. Are you an iPhone? You got to be an iPhone. Uh, I'm going to take the fifth in, in deference to our clients. Oh, right. <laughs> well, and you know what? That's fair. I, I hear you on that. What? What? Um. Well, I was thinking. I was just trying to think what my most favorite app would be if I didn't have it. And um, man, it's got to be. Oh man, there's so many. I got Uber would be up there for yeah, me. Yeah, Uber. I don't use that much. I use it. I mean, I, I use it some. No, I use it every day, many times a day. I also like uh, Tri Trinet Expense Cloud. Well, it used to be Expense Cloud, and it's now Trinet. Oh, I, like I that. see. I have to use our own expenses. Yeah. yeah. See, well, that's what it's I like. So I like. I got a company. So um, I like that. Let me think. What else I use? I use um, you know, what I use is um, One Password. I love one password. One password. I have it on every device. Absolutely. Well, important. now I know. Now, now I know what device you do have. So there we no, go. No, they're, right. they're on Android. They're on every device. <laughs> oh, are they on Android? I didn't know that. Well, I think it's it's a really it's it's encrypted and there's it's lots great, of good really important service. All right. What um what's your least favorite thing about social media? My least uh, the volume. Boy, it's just so much, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and just noise. you got to know how to. You got to know the how noise. To, it's, you got to know how to manage it. Yeah, and and also some of the trolling. Yeah, but um, I mean, I'm fortunate. I don't get trolled. I you got to get a, well. I do get a little bit of that, but not so bad because I you know look. I'll say, hey, come on out to my ranch. We'll settle this like real men. <laughs> um, and I got a lot of land, and they ain't gonna find you. You probably have a lot of. Well, have, yes, I do. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you I, I have do. no weapons. I own a cannon. What are you talking about? A cannon. No, a real cannon. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And I'm getting a big 12-pounder. You know, I own a bridge, actually. I own the oldest bridge in South Dakota, and I defend it. So, um, okay. you know, because so, they say in military, uh, te- you know, strategists, you, as a strategist, you should know this, that uh, you should defend a bridge and, and, and con- control all points of access. So I have I have, paper, I have plastic silverware. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, what's the one social tool or platform you wish somebody would invent? 
Oh, invent. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, like Uber. Uber was invented when the guys were out drinking yeah. one night in the middle of France in Paris at, at La Web, and they were sitting there and they did, couldn't get a cab at two o'clock in the morning because they'd been drinking, and that's how Uber came about. And I might have been at that same La Web, and look what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Luke. With, <laughs> well, you were there with Luke, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember which one I was at, but Louis. Yeah, Louis. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I, look, I think that. There needs to be a uh, a TiVo, if you will, for or, or almost like a instant replay for social media. So the problem is with, so with Facebook, especially. So when I go on Facebook, and I'm not a huge Facebook user, I'm, I'm going to admit. I mean, I use it, but I I, also, I use it a couple hours a night. I, 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 I that's how I keep track I of my Twitter. family. See, okay, well, I go on uh, I go on a little bit at a time, like a half hour, and I set the limit. And one way I set the limit is by not actually having the app on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I actually, it's funny, I actually bury it in one password. So the way I access Facebook is through one password. Which is a step so to get through. So it's a reminder to me, like, because I, again, you really want to do it. wonderful site, but I know I will lose hours if yeah. I do that. Yeah, no, so, that's true. So I want, like, an instant replay button. I want to be able to say, I want to be able to get an email every day. Here's what you missed what? on social media, because people have babies and things like that, right. and I'm going to miss that. Right. And, but I don't want to be proactively checking that. Monetize but, but, that. But don't you... But and the services are trying to come how many, that. How, how many uh, How many Facebook profiles do you have? I mean, Facebook profiles? Yeah, I have three. <laughs> I have, No, seriously, I have, the, I have the public page was my fan page. This sounds like a, uh, like a psychologist. Like, no, tell me about your Facebook no, profiles. No, but then I have one but that I have to have so I can access certain sites because if you, if you have a... If you have a fan page, for instance, right. and you know I have tens of thousands of fans, then I can't I can't do certain things. I can't go in and comment as myself. Right. Yeah. I think so they, they fixed all that. No, they didn't. And so no, they didn't. And so then I had to create another one. And then I have a private private one. I only have like 113 people on, and that's my real family. My I have, my, no, I'm, my I'm, crazy I'm, cousins. I have and my one, but I also brother. have the fan. I turned on uh, uh, subscribe. Yeah, and I'm. Oh, I should do that. But I'm yeah. also verified too. So I am too. Okay, yeah. but have you tried Facebook mentions? Uh, yeah, that's the separate one. Right, right. I heard that. I haven't tried. I'm waiting. Yeah, for them yeah. To... No, we. we I, well, I've got one that they've given me that it's a. It's the. Oh, it's a special gold key. Yeah, it's a little. It's bit like of the that. Mark. Yeah. It's like the Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. You know. Hey, this is. A, I got to wrap it up. Oh, I just want to mention one tool on the on the, okay, on the cool. TiVo thing. Yeah. Nuzzle. N N U Z Z E L. I know exactly who they are. I love Nuzzle. Yeah, that's a good one. Because they also they do that kind of TiVo. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. Hey, um, let me give you a, a shameless plug. You want to plug anything that you want to, what would it be? Um, I Well, I have to say, first of all, the Content Convergence podcast on CBS uh, Play. Okay, that's nothing wrong is that with like, that. Is that like a chip shot? No, no that's okay. cool. I'm okay. going to turn this into, you know, I was just, we were going to just do this a little promo thing. I like this one so much. We're going to turn this a real, this is going to be a real episode now. Oh, a real episode. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's like Pinocchio being a real boy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Ooh, and, you're not, and by the way, his nose is not growing anywhere in this thing. <laughs> and it, it's hot in here because it's we're here. It's always in the, warm in the studio. It's, well, but it's even because it's after five and they, you know, CBS, you know, some corporate guys turn up the freaking air conditioner so you know exactly mr, mr. kutra i was yeah. to write him a note uh well i'd have to say honestly is is that the element.com website is and people overlooked this we put a lot of great content up there almost uh, every single like day. case studies things no like i that. mean like blog posts like thoughtful blog posts and we do original research from, from just your people from or our, from other people our people from and not just our top executives i mean through from the our other people outside? subject matter experts yes well i've never been invited See, i don't know well Maybe uh, well okay that i'll have to put it to fix to, that i have I to guess. connect it up so, so edelman.com is a lot of great content as well hey it's been a pleasure steve i thank you so much for jeffrey joining thank this. you all right you got to come back i will all right cheers taking you behind the scenes of what 
what's happening in the business world. Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Fortinet. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. Hey, this is Jeff Hazlett, and I like to wrap up every single episode with what I learned. And I tell you what I learned is, first of all, Steve's a smart guy. And the biggest thing I thought that was a takeaway for me was to be prepared. You know, he talks to a lot of executives, says he meets with his team, that is his executive team, 10 members, that's a lot in the executive team, and he's got to be able to be prepared because you never know what 10 different people are going to be asking him and wanting to know about, so he's got to do his homework. And that's one of the lessons that we learn right here on All Business, and this has been Jeffrey Hazlett. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. Don't forget, tune in, hey, and listen to Steve's podcast too. You're going to get some great advice. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.